Hello everyone, my name is Christian, welcome to TechPoint today, our guest is Caleb, the founder and CEO at Tilt. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. <laughs> thanks for joining us with an amazing background. At first, please tell us uh, what your company does. Yeah, absolutely. So we are Tilled. We do Payfac uh, as a service. And so what does Payfac as a service uh, actually mean? So at Tilled, we provide turnkey white labeled payments infrastructure for vertical software companies who want to embed and monetize payments within their platform. And that's that's a lot of a lot of jargon, a lot of industry terminology. And so try to break it down uh, a little bit. And so uh, ultimately, our sale is a B2B to B uh, sales motion. And so tilled our customers or our partners are vertical software companies. And so if you think about, you know, nowadays for almost every conceivable vertical that you can think of, there's a vertical software company for that. For a dentist, there's a specific software. For a golf course, there's a specific software. If you collect trash, you know, at houses, there's a specific yes. software uh, for that. And so our customers are these vertical specific softwares uh, that want to okay. enable their customers, so their merchants, mm -hmm. to be able mm -hmm. to accept credit card payments for their downstream payments. And so that dentist to collect patients uh, payments for a nonprofit uh, to be able to collect uh, donations. And so at Tilled, what we have done is we have built an API first payments infrastructure layer so that it mm -hmm. is quick and easy for these vertical software platforms to be able to integrate to Tilled, embed payments within their platform. And then the key is that these software companies are now able to generate recurring revenue off of every payment flowing through their platform. Nice, nice. Thank you for explaining. And uh, what is Payfac more uh, spe specifically? Another good question. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Payfac is short for payment facilitator. And, okay. you know, the, the reality of the, the payment facilitator model is that a payment facilitator is taking on all of the liability for all of the customers that are coming on underneath them. And so big examples of payment facilitators would be companies like Stripe, Square, Braintree, PayPal, Toast. And so imagine, you know, some of the listeners have, have heard of, of some of those businesses and the reality of the, the payment facilitator model, there's a lot of differences between the Payfac model and the traditional kind of ISO model that, that permeated the payments ecosystem for decades. And a lot of it comes down to the card brand rules and regulations. And so, you know, Visa, MasterCard, Discover really establish the guidelines for the underwriting process that has to take place for a small business owner to be able to accept credit card payments at their business. And under that traditional ISO model, there's a very thorough vetting process. You know, you're filling out a PDF application, you're collecting a lot of supporting documentation, it takes a lot of time, you know, to, to get those accounts onboarded. Whereas, you know, in the Stripe model or the Square model, uh, the, the Payfac model is really predicated on typically this instant digital onboarding experience for the sub merchants coming on mm -hmm. underneath uh, the, the Payfac. And historically, there, there's been a ton of you know benefits to, to the Payfac model. The, the challenge has always been that process to go become a Payfac. And that's that's really where Tilled has you know come in to, to solve the problem. That's great. That's great. And what are the top three features most loved by, by your customers? Yeah. So, you know, for, for us, uh, the way that, that I would break it down, uh, you've got uh, your onboarding, you've got your kind of core payments, and then you've got your reporting functionality. And so at Tilled, we've created this like turnkey white labeled merchant onboarding 
experience. And so for a lot of our software partners, they love all of the white label functionality at Tilled because they can get up and running quickly. You know, we, we our average integrations under two weeks uh, compared okay. to a lot of our competitors where you're talking many, many months. Uh, yeah. So time to market, huge advantage. And then for a lot of our partners, they love this white label functionality because they can put their brand front and center to their to their merchants, to their customers. And that's pretty unique uh, to, to Tilled. Um, and then on the, the kind of core payments uh, side of things, we've built out uh, the ability to add card present terminals. Mm -hmm. And you can finish that integration typically in a matter of a day or two. So wow. you know it's one additional endpoint that you're adding in. Uh, to be able to accept payments on a terminal, not just kind of online e-com uh, payments. And so that's, that's been a pretty big, uh, you know, differentiator. And then from a reporting uh, perspective, we built out a lot of tools, uh, again, kind of white label reporting consoles and built out a lot of tools to help with reporting and reconciliation for our clients. Do you have a favorite customer success story that you can share with us? Uh, favorite customer success story. Um, sure. Yeah, we, uh, we launched a, a pretty, pretty monster partner, uh, recently, and we had worked with them for about two months planning out the, the go to market launch. And so, uh, I think the go to market launch planning actually took longer than their integration, uh, to, to tilled, uh, which is kind of a, a pretty, pretty interesting fact. And, yes. you know, their, their kind of definition of success, they were thinking, oh, well, you know, if we board, you know, 70, 75 merchants, you know, a month, that would be kind of success, you know, in our mind, they're, they're not even a month in at Tilled and they've had, I think it's like 220 something merchants already start, you know, merchant applications, uh, you know, with us. And so we've been able to, you know, really lean in with them on email campaigns, landing pages, in-app messaging, like how can we help drive, uh, you know, the adoption, you know, and the attach rate on the platform. And I think that's been one of the things that's been pretty unique about Tilled is that we're really re willing to lean in with go-to-market support to help our partner scale, uh, which is certainly not, uh, not all that common, you know, amongst our competitors. Right. And what is the pricing for uh, the platform? Yeah, so the, the way that we... Uh, price the platform. It's a combination of a SaaS fee and a revenue share, uh, okay. you know, model. And so, mm -hmm. you know, typically the the SaaS fee starts at twenty five hundred dollars a month to get access to to the platform, go to market support, the team, everything. Uh, and then the revenue share model starts at seventy five percent rev share going to the software partner. So you, as you know, a vertical software platform with Tilled, right out of the gate, you're earning the lion's share of the revenue on all of the payments, you know, processing through the, the platform and what we mean by rev share. So, you know, if you're a nonprofit donation management platform, you know, selling to, to nonprofits, the, the nonprofit is still gonna pay 3%, you know, to, to process the, the card payments. Uh, but typically, you know, it costs two, 2.2% to actually process, you know, those card payments. And so on average, we see about 80 basis points. So 0.8% of mm -hmm. gross margin that's available on a given portfolio. And so if you're earning 75%, you know, of that, you're typically making kind of 50 to 60 basis points. So half a percent to 0.6% on every dollar that's processed through the platform. And, you know, if you're doing 10 million, 100 million, billion dollars in payments, all of a sudden you're talking about a very material revenue stream uh, for your business that's coming in kind of day in and day out.
Stripe is really the primary, you know, competitor and company that we see, you know, in the in the category. And so when I think about our competitive landscape, I typically kind of divide it up into three sub segments. And so it really depends on the annual processing volume of a platform, kind of where you end up, uh, you know, tending to kind of start your search. And so I think the three buckets are like zero to 50 million a year in processing Mm -hmm. volume, 50 million to 2 billion, and then north of 2 billion, where that zero to 50 million category is really Stripe's bread and butter. Uh, And it's not to say that we won't work with startups. It's probably 20, 25%, you know, of what we do, but it's not our core focus. We're really focused on kind of mid-market, lower enterprise, you know, software businesses. And I would say that particular part of the, the industry is a bit less uh, competitive. There's more competition, I'd say, in the startup and enterprise, you know, segments of the the market. Um, yes. Okay. And uh, what is the story of the company? You're also the founder. I love know the idea behind it. Yeah. So I'm I'm Caleb Avery, the the founder and, and CEO here. And you know, I I started my career in payments at 19 uh, by co-founding an ISO. So I started going door to door selling payments. Uh, at 19 years old, which is probably not what most college students were, were doing, but for whatever reason, I thought that was a good idea, <laughs> you know, at the time. And yes. over time, as we scaled up that first business, uh, I, I started doing consulting and angel investing. And so I was consulting and investing in a lot of these vertical software uh, businesses and over time just saw the same problem over and over and over again, where a lot of these companies were starting their journey with Stripe. And they were yep. just passing along the 2.9% and 30 cents from Stripe, you know, onto their merchants. And that's fine. In the in the early days, you're two developers in a garage, you're processing tens of dollars in payments, go use Stripe. Awesome solution, great tech. All of a sudden you start to scale, you're doing a million, two million, three million dollars a month in payments. You're like, hold on a second, we're leaving money on the table. Yep. And a lot of the companies coming to me were doing a hundred million, five hundred million, a billion dollars in payments. And at that scale, you're leaving a lot of money. Uh, on the table. And at one point, one of the companies that I was consulting for thought that they wanted to go become a payfac. And as we talked about earlier, like there's a ton of benefits to the payment facilitator model, but historically that was a two year multi-million dollar process. And so you can imagine, you know, software uh, founders and investors aren't all that excited about a two year multi-million dollar uh, process. And some of the competitors that, that we now compete against had created this kind of six month, couple hundred thousand dollar process, but it was still six months, still hundreds of thousands of dollars. And for me, uh, the original hypothesis behind Tilled was what would have to be true for a vertical software business to leverage the benefits of the payback model, but launch in one week. Uh, and that was a pretty crazy idea, you know, five years ago. Uh, but, uh, at that point in time, I think I was, uh, just crazy enough as, as all <laughs> entrepreneurs are, uh, to think that I, I could go solve this problem. And that's what became Tilled and, and what became Payfac as a service. That's amazing. But are you the first platform to be Payfac as a service? We came up with the term Payfac okay. as a service. And so I would okay. say generally, yes, we are the, mm-hmm. the first. Uh, there are now competitors in the market. There, there are now plenty of other folks kind of utilizing the, the Payfac uh, as a service, <laughs> you know, moniker, but uh, yeah. we were really the, the first to come in and kind of approach the problem uh, from this direction. How big is the overall team right now? So we are, I think about 45 people distributed all, all around the, the country. Um, you know, at this point, we've raised uh, four different rounds of, of funding. So raised okay. about $34 million of funding. 
uh, you know, in total uh, over the years. And we've got around 100 uh, vertical software companies uh, that, that we partner with. Thank you for sharing. And what was the latest round? Was it Series A? Uh, so we did an extension on our Series A uh, last year. And mm -hmm. so we'll be targeting a Series B fundraise sometime next year. So not, not soliciting investment, you know, officially on, on this podcast, uh, yeah. but we, we will be, we, we will be going out to market probably in the next six months or so. That's great. And, uh, I'll know how you found your first customers when you just started out. Yeah. So for us, LinkedIn was actually a huge part of the, the journey. And so long before we were ever live, uh, with the product, I started sharing my story as an entrepreneur, uh, basically just going through the the challenges of building out uh, a business because the the reality for for anyone who's built a business uh, it's incredibly difficult there, there's a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of challenges uh, and I just started sharing that that entrepreneurial journey uh, mm -hmm. and then started sharing this concept of of payback as a service and started you know teasing the the benefits but also highlighting some of the pain points you know that our current customers were feeling and we were shocked at the amount of folks that came inbound. Uh, to us. So our, our first year uh, in the market, 95% of our leads were inbound organic, uh, which was not in the financial model. That was not the go to market plan. Yes. That was not, <laughs> you know, how we drew well, it up. Uh, but that's how it happened. Uh, we leaned in, you know, as soon as we started to see the results. And today, uh, what strategy is your most successful for go to market? Yeah. So at this point, we're still, uh, I think it's about 45% is still coming inbound to, to tilt. And so still have a very strong inbound organic uh, motion in the business, you know, even several years uh, in. And so we've definitely figured out how to make content marketing a key pillar, you know, of the, the go to market uh, strategy. We've also built out a, a pretty successful channel uh, at this point. So we've got probably in the neighborhood of about 160 channel partners uh, that look okay. like ISOs, like my original business, agents, mm. payments consultants, people from the traditional payments ecosystem that want to help vertical software businesses monetize their payments. And so uh, we get a little over half of our, our leads, uh, you know, from the channel. And then we're starting to, to do more uh, paid digital uh, marketing, but it's a, it's a pretty small part of the, the yep. overall uh, pie right now. So partnerships are crucial for your success. Very, very crucial. Yep. Yeah, it's also easier to scale from one point. It's uh, necessary. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for us, you think about, you know, my, my sales team's all of three people and I've got 160, <laughs> you know, guys out there, uh, you know, advertising what we're doing. So it's, yeah. uh, it's definitely uh, in a lot of ways, an easier model to scale, but there's still a lot of things that you have to figure out uh, to make that strategy work. Thank you for sharing. And uh, what did you say was your biggest challenge or your biggest mistake since you started the company? Yeah, I would say, you know, for us, um, the biggest challenge was, was really early on in the, in the early days of COVID. Uh, and so for us, you know, when COVID started, we were three employees uh, on the team uh, and I was still funding a lot of, you know, the, the day-to-day -day, uh, business. And so, having to, to go from kind of planning to, to bootstrap out the, the business and kind of fund it myself to really like, okay, how do we actually go raise capital? How do we create, you know, a, a venture, uh, you know, backable business uh, was a, a very stressful time, uh, you know, in the, in the early days, you know, looking back successful, uh, but very stressful, you know, yeah. at, at that point in time and, and certainly, you know, a huge challenge uh, for us.
I appreciate the transparency. And uh, the future vision, how does it look for Tilt? Yeah. So, you know, for us, you know, certainly continuing to, to scale up the, the core of what we're doing, bringing in more, you know, vertical software businesses, continue to expand the products at the geographies, uh, the verticals that, that we target. Uh, but recently we started to see uh, kind of a, a, a second business line starting to unfold uh, at Tilled where we've started to get interest from a lot of larger strategics. So think banks, card brands, acquirers, super ISOs uh, that are coming to us looking to white label our entire technology stack. Okay. So the APIs, the consoles, the merchant onboarding uh, experience. And so uh, we're starting to get a, a lot of these folks coming to us that are really wanting to enter this market that we're in. They're, they're wanting to go target ISVs. They're wanting to do, you know, pay as a service, but they don't really want to spend the five years like I have building out <laughs> the technology from the, the ground up. And so uh, it was something that we had always talked about in the very early days of Tilled, but practically speaking, your product has to get to a point where it's enterprise ready for that to even be, you know, a reasonable, you know, conversation. And for, for us, you know, that uh, a timetable was about four years before we even had interest, you know, from these larger uh, partners. And uh, yeah, we, we expect to have our first partner with that new model in market uh, early next year. Well, I think that's a, that's a huge, huge opportunity. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'd love to know more on the personal side. How you started your career? Maybe you can share with us the full story. So I understand that you started at 19, uh, going into sales. But what was the the journey uh, after yeah. that? Yeah. So for for me, you know, in the in the early days, uh, <laughs> door to door sales is not a particularly glamorous uh, job for for anyone who's done, you know, door door to door sales. But I was really you know passionate about helping the merchants. Uh, that that we were working with, and and honestly, there there were a lot of days where it was a lot of fun, uh, and we were able to to build up you know a pretty sizable team in in that first you know business uh, by bringing on uh, essentially at one point in time we realized that bringing on experienced sales reps that actually knew the business was a much better model than trying to train uh, you know green uh, sales agents. Uh, yeah. And so for us, uh, as we started to to scale that up. Uh, I got to a point probably, I don't know, five, six years in where uh, I knew that door-to-door sales wasn't really what I wanted to, to do, you know, my entire career, but I was still passionate about payments. I still loved, uh, you know, generally the, the the kind of arena of payments. And so started to think about like, well, what could I do, you know, within the, the payments category that would be kind of more fulfilling, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis. And for me, it actually started with the the angel investing, and so I started writing, you know, small checks and volunteering my time with early stage startups. Uh, I think for me, that uh, initial kind of zero to one phase of building a business is just incredibly uh, exciting because there's so much to figure out. There's so many problems. There's so many challenges. There's so many, you know, unanswered questions. Uh, you're you're wearing so many hats. You're doing sales, marketing, product development, like you're doing. Uh, everything. And and for me, uh, getting to be kind of fractional across all of these businesses was a really uh, interesting experience, you know, for for me and and my career. And then as I started to do that and network with fractional CFOs and and other investors, uh, they started to see me as like the payments guy. Uh, And so a lot of these investors were investing in software businesses. So the core of the business was software for summer camps or golf courses or healthcare or whatever, you know, the vertical was and payments, you know, especially seven, eight years ago, 
the idea of monetizing payments just wasn't as mainstream, you know, as it is today. But there were still a lot of these investors saying, hey, we're doing 500 million a year in payments and we make zero dollars on any of these payments. Like, surely there's a way, you know, for us to, to make some money here. And so uh, a lot of that consulting work uh, wasn't even always paid work. It was kind of me, me doing favors, you know, for yeah. friends, you know, ha yeah. had several paid consulting engagements, but a number of them were kind of me leaning in just because I'm a curious <laughs> individual yes. and yes. I love kind of this solving problems and helping, yeah. you know, entrepreneurs. And so, you know, would go in and all right, show me the contract, show me the partner, show me your go to market, show me your pricing. And then as I started to, to look at this, really the same problem across dozens of these vertical software businesses, uh, it started to dawn on me that uh, there really wasn't a great incumbent solution to help these entrepreneurs that wanted to monetize payments, that wanted modern technology, that wanted a great experience, you know, for, for their merchants. Uh, and so for me, you know, I had the idea for till probably about six years ago. Uh, but it took me the better part of a year to like convince myself that I actually wanted to go start another business that there was actually, you know, something here. And so I just had a lot of conversations, you know, with with potential customers with folks in my network to really understand like, okay, I see the problem, the problem was always very clear to me. But the question was, like, was I capable of you know, finding a solution to this problem, because there were several companies that were trying to solve the same problem. And the more I dug into the solutions that they had built out, it just didn't make sense to, to me. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I was like, am I missing something like this just yeah. doesn't, this doesn't seem like the answer, you know, to, to this problem. And the irony is every single one of those companies has pivoted in our direction. So all of those original competitors now wow. have a payback as a service. Uh, product line, uh, which, you know, f five years later is uh, a, li a little bit, you know, vindicating. I I'm definitely not a kind of I told you so person. I don't I don't yeah. get any pleasure, you know, yeah. out of that. I think for me, it's it's more. Um, it's just interesting to see that the market has really driven that shift because the reality is like five years ago, the market didn't know that it needed payback as a service. The market didn't even really know that it wanted Payfax as a service, but there was this huge problem uh, that needed to be solved. And, you know, us and, you know, our, our now competitors, you know, over the last couple of years have been constantly iterating to figure out like, what is that solution, you know, that the, the market, you know, actually needs. What a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. We have uh, two questions left. The first one would be, the, what's your best piece of advice for a starting founder? Yeah. Obviously you work with a lot, so you have a lot of experience. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say, say, you know, my, my experience at Tilled, my experience in my, my prior businesses, my experience, angel investing, consulting, it really comes down to the people. And I think for, for a lot of founders, uh, they can be so excited that just someone wants to join them <laughs> on the journey that they're not picky enough uh, in those early employees and those kind of initial co-founder uh, discussions. And the reality is the people that you surround yourself are going to have the biggest determining factor in whether or not your startup succeeds. And so, you know, if you are, you know, a, a solo founder or if you have co-founders and you're looking to bring on, you know, early employees, you have to be very intentional and maniacal about what you actually want out of that role, what culture you want, you know, in that business and make sure that the people that you're bringing on, you know, fit that bill 
otherwise, it's going to create a lot, uh, a lot more challenges. And the last thing you need as an entrepreneur is more challenges. There's plenty, mm-hmm. plenty of roadblocks, <laughs> you know, along the way. Don't uh, don't have any self inflicted wounds. Thank you so much. And I have a question to ask everybody on the podcast. What's your favorite SaaS product that you use, but apart from Tilt? Um, my favorite software? Yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, it's it's LinkedIn. Uh, and LinkedIn. so I, I spend uh, a lot uh, a lot more time than I probably want to admit, you know, on a, on a podcast on, on LinkedIn. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just been such a huge part of, of our story. I mean, for, for us, yeah. you know, a huge part of our, our inbound comes from LinkedIn. A huge part of our channel comes from LinkedIn. A lot of our partnerships come from LinkedIn, and we've actually also had a lot of investors that have come inbound based on following along, you know, on the the journey. Uh, I, I think I just read that LinkedIn just hit a billion uh, users on the platform. And my favorite statistic about LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll leave you with this: uh, only one percent of users on LinkedIn actually post, post uh, yeah. content. Yeah. And so there's just this incredible opportunity. For entrepreneurs, if you're not posting on LinkedIn, you are absolutely missing out. I can guarantee you uh, of that. So uh, get on LinkedIn, follow me, Caleb Avery, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it was great having you. Yeah, thank you so much. You did fantastic.